Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of Yappin' With Us with your hosts, Avika and Simran. I'm Avika. And I'm Simran. We've been friends for about six years and we share a love for YA books, especially the trashy ones. And we started this podcast so that we can share our thoughts about these books with anyone who's willing to listen. So this first episode is called The Lion and the Lamb by none other than Stephanie Meyer. Okay, so before we start, really important question, vampire or werewolf? I would really have to say werewolf because I love food and I don't think I could live off of blood. I would have to agree with you. Um, I also have no self-control. So if I was a vampire, entire populations would just be gone. <laughs> You'd be an immortal child. Exactly. But like adult but, form. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and the most important question of all questions, Team Edward or Jacob? Team Edward. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I feel like if you were Team Jacob, I'd like push you off the chair right now. <laughs> I um I want Jacob, so I don't want her to have Jacob. So that's just the only thing that makes sense for me to be Team Edward. I know. He's also like a child. He's 15 years old. He is. And Edward's like mysterious. Kind of a bad boy <laughs> kind of way. He's got that like pale bad boy vibes. <laughs> okay. So uh, now that that's out of the way, let us commence. Okay, so my first thought opening this book is where's the flavor? You know, like where are the ethnic characters? Where's the LGBTQ representation? All the heterosexual relationships were really, I don't know, it was so dry. And I know she received a lot of backlash for not properly portraying or representing the Quilly tribe in Twilight, right? Mm -hmm. So I just felt she just got a second chance to do it properly this time. And she totally dropped the ball. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, it's kind of really bad yeah. that she didn't yeah. give the tribe any recognition None at, at all. all, especially considering how much like the tribes in the States and even here in Canada mm-hmm. have suffered um, due to colonization. Mm-hmm. And so she should have done that. Um, sorry, yeah. God. No, like not only that, it's like Edward clearly knows more about their history than Bella did. So I thought like maybe something in Edward's point of view, we'd learn a little bit more about their co- culture and customs and stuff. But there was less, there was a less Quilliet tribe in Midnight Sun than there was in Twilight. I was kind of disappointed just because I love Jacob. <laughs> so he <laughs> wasn't really there. Um, but I mean, yeah, he could have had like a whole backstory about how the treaty was made and everything. I mean, you kind of know, but more stories about it. Exactly, yeah. Because it was very civil. Like, the tribe understood that they weren't the type of vampires to hunt um, humans, and they were vegetarians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they um, they could have talked more about that. Definitely. And, like, the whole thing about being the grandson of Ephraim Black, like, I feel like that's so cool, and there's so much, like, ripe history there, but she totally just... She spent the whole book talking about, oh, I love her. Oh, I want to eat her from Edward's point of view instead of actually interesting things. So I think she has two more books coming out soon. Like, I think she has them what? signed up. Yeah. You're kidding. I had no idea. Um, but we'll be able to see. I actually have not read what those books are supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just, like, every time I open Google, this these stories are recommended that she's accepted to do more books or she said that she'll do more books if they're about the continuation with midnight sun and Mm -hmm. eclipse or breaking dawn whatever um seeing jacob is actually being a werewolf she's 
would totally be able to get more into that. That's true. I, I feel like if she does New Moon in Edward's point of view, she literally has to put more emphasis on the tribe. Otherwise, I will throw a fit. Yeah. Okay, so moving <laughs> on. Um, the other problem that I had with this, this is kind of more like superficial, but Edward just kept calling Bella the girl. And that really bugged me. It was very annoying in the beginning. Thank God he stopped, though. I know. Like, when I originally thought that, it was, like, the girl, the girl. And he hadn't even, like, met her yet. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It just, like, rubbed me the wrong way. I see that. It bothered Um, me, too. So if you were any of the Cullens, who would you be? I feel like I'd be Edward just because I'm, like, whiny and kind of weird. Um, You'd also be, like, a weirdo who greases window mechanisms to watch people sleep. I would. I would. Do you think, like, Edward ever, like, really talked to Bella about that? Like, he would, like, creep on her all the time. I feel like he played down how much he actually was creeping on her. Because I guess she knows that he was Mm -hmm. and that he was there, like, every night. But I don't think she knows that, like, he went to the extent to grease her window to get in. Yeah. So, um, I would be Rosalie. I see that so much. (laughs) Um... Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I don't really vibe with Rosalie, but, like, like I don't know. Like, your brother is a 109-year-old virgin. He finally found someone that he moderately enjoys, and you're going to be all jealous of her because she's captured his attention more than you ever did? Like, seriously? Moderately enjoys a very nice way to put <laughs> his obsession with her. Um, I did find her annoying, though, because, like, she has, I know she doesn't have humanity and that's what she really wants, but she has Emmett. And she also has a family. Yeah. She's generally happy, generally. Mm-hmm. Whereas Edward is just constantly upset all the time. Constantly depressed. Like he is the poster boy for emo depressed man. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And so um, she's she's not very considerate. No. To how he's feeling. No. But um with the Collins, I have to say, I love how obsessed Alice is with Bella. I mean, it's so cute. Uh, she just wants to be, like, her friend all the time. I know. But uh, I would have loved to learn more about Alice and Jasper. Because I know in the book, Edward said, oh, he could spend, you know, days talking about everything about Alice and everything about Jasper. And, like, why didn't you, Edward? I would have loved to hear about it. Yeah, in the books... Edward has, like, a really close relationship with Alice. And Mm -hmm. it's seen based on, like, how they communicate with he's reading her thoughts. Mm -hmm. And she's, like, trying to specifically show him I saw this. Mm -hmm. Um, But she, like, she's doing it on purpose. I feel like Esme, (laughs) she had no clue that Edward was reading her thoughts. Just her thoughts would be, like, I hope he's okay. Or um, I hope he please keeps playing the piano. But they weren't, like, addressed to him. They were just addressed about him. I know. I kind of, like... Okay, I guess it's really hard not to like Esme because she's a very likable, gentle person, I guess. But why is Carlisle the only one who has a job and helps humanity? Like, all she does is sit in her house and do blueprints, which is fine. It's a great skill to have. But shouldn't you be doing something else? Wouldn't you get bored? Yeah, you would. Like, you... Like, during this quarantine, being at home all day, I've been going crazy. So I cannot imagine... For, like, forever. But imagine not being able to sleep. Like, not being able to take naps. Like, you're just awake. Forever. That's awful. terrible. Awful. But I do, I do have a mild, mild obsession with Carlisle. He's so perfect. Like, 
the fact that he convinced Edward not to go kill Lanny and went and got him arrested. Like, I loved that. It was, like, very... Like, it was just, like, such, like, the right thing to do. No, he never does anything wrong. Yeah. But, like, I would totally question the Cullens if I lived in Forks. Mm. If I was anyone, like, who had, like, a rapport with them, had to interact with them, I'd be like, what is this? They're, they don't try to fit in. I feel like Edward spends a lot of time saying, like, oh, we pretend to breathe, we pretend to do that. But that's not enough. Yeah, like, in the, this is from the movies, yeah. but they walk into the cafeteria. <laughs> yeah. Alice is, like, twirling. Edward has a <laughs> plastic bag with 12 hard-boiled eggs in them. It's just, it's it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, And it's a lot. they don't, I understand they have to kind of keep themselves to the side. Because, like, what would you really do? Eat everyone? I but, mean... like, they're just secluded all the time. They segregated themselves. Yeah, they, they don't really try to mingle. But, and it, it also reminds me of when uh, Edward and Carlisle are in Phoenix and they're taking care of Bella and Carlisle runs into that doctor that he worked with like 13 years prior. And the doctor, he didn't even suspect anything, you know, paranormal or supernatural. He's like, oh, Car- Carlisle's got plastic surgery. And that got me thinking, like, doesn't Carlisle have like probably articles and awards and all that stuff with his name on it? Like Carlisle Cullen, like that's leaving so much evidence and like people would start to get suspicious yeah and i feel like they're not changing their names because their family's always calling them like they've i feel like they've always been edward and mm-hmm. alice mm-hmm. and jasper like they haven't like they're leaving a very heavy paper trail anyways yeah <laughs> moving on to bella and edward what do you think about them Okay, I really liked the fact that you got to fall in love with Bella from Edward's eyes because obviously in her own point of view, she doesn't have a very high opinion of herself. So she's not, you know, saying all the good deeds that she's doing. But with Edward watching her, you really get to see that she is really good and kind and considerate. And he genuinely could not stay away from her. Like he was able to resist human blood for 90 years. So his, you know, his willpower would be pretty high, but he couldn't stay away from this girl because she literally was so good. And he could see such small acts that she was doing. I think he was good too, though. Like, I know that he hated that he drank human blood Mm -hmm. for for a while, Mm -hmm. but Honestly, it was completely valid. His rebellious phase, who he decided <laughs> um, to kill, I guess, yeah. was completely justifiable. Like, if that person um, hadn't been, let's say, removed from society, they would have caused more harm than Edward did. That's true. I mean, the ethics of it was honestly fine to me. I would have, yeah. if I were Kyla, I'd be like, good job. Keep going, you know? Um, I also really loved when... Emmett and Edward set up Ben and Angela. And I'm sad that we didn't get to see Ben in the movies. I know. I just loved how um, Edward was so appreciative that Angela was there for Bella that he felt the need to, like, give her something. Yeah. I just thought that was really nice of him. And he always, like, regards himself as a monster. But he's good. I think he's he's good. He's nicer than some of the guys out there right now. Like, damn. (laughs) I do have to agree. (laughs) What really got me is that the physical pain of being close to Bella never really went away it was just overshadowed by how happy she made him and I literally that, that's so cute yeah I I agree but like I if I was Edward 
Bella would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have the self-control to not eat her, especially like the way that he's like, that's like his perfect yeah, scent. Or- his own personal brand of heroin. Yeah, and, like, speaking of scent, Mm -hmm. the baseball scene. Oh, my God. Don't even get me started about how much the baseball scene does not make any sense to me. Like, first of all, how could Laurent and Victoria and James not smell Bella? Alice mentioned that you can smell Bella from across the field, except when they walk onto the field, they're like, "Mm." They don't even notice her. Like, I guess they don't pay her much attention because of Jasper. But they're vampires. Shouldn't you be able to smell a wet human? Yeah. And I know Alice can, like, predict the future. So she was like, oh, Edward shouldn't grab Bella and run. But I feel like that was also, like, the best thing to do. Yeah. Literally. Because her future predicting abilities just don't seem that good. Yeah. Like, could she not have seen that the tiny breeze would shove Bella's scent up their nose which I still don't understand like how can one tiny breeze like all of a sudden make them smell everything I feel like they should have been able to smell her from the beginning exactly like it doesn't make sense it was like an all or nothing whereas they should have been able to smell her the whole time Edward and Bella honestly should have just gotten out of there right away because he's fast like I feel like I would have rather jostled Bella up a bit when I was running with her on my back than have three hostile vampires anywhere near her Mm -hmm. you know but yeah, I just really, it really upset me. The baseball scene upset me. And then the way that everything was handled after the baseball scene upset me. Like Bella gutting Charlie like that was so unnecessary. She could have said, oh, I'm going for a sleepover. Oh, I'm going to like a party or I'm going to Seattle for a night trip with the gals. She did not have to say all those horrible things. It breaks my heart every time I read it or I see it. Um, even from Edward's point of view. I just couldn't handle it. Um, But I find Charlie very interesting, like reading him from Edward's point of view where he can't properly hear his thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cool because there's like a genetic aspect Mm -hmm. of it. And like it, you wonder what would Charlie be like if he was a vampire? Yeah, I feel like he'd be probably another shield. I think it's cool how I think Edward was saying Renee's mental voice is like a screech. And then Charlie's is super calm. So it's kind of weird to see, like, the combination made Bella, Mm -hmm. you know? And he does mention, I think, that everyone's, like, best characteristic is kind of their gift. Mm -hmm. Like, um, Carlisle's compassion for humanity and stuff like that. And uh, Rosalie's beauty. Yeah. And And his pig-headedness. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, random note. Uh, I think earlier I said... Edward had a bag of eggs, but it was actually Emmett who had the bag of eggs. Uh, That's been bothering me the entire time. So just wanted to get that out of the way. Um, But yeah, they place a lot of value on Alice's and Edward's gifts. I feel like a lot of things would not have happened without their gifts. For sure. Like specifically covering up Bella's incident, like Bella's accident. But I do have a bone to pick with Stephanie Meyer for this accident or whatever. So... Okay. (laughs) Edward goes straight from Forks to Seattle and then flies to Phoenix, right? He does not stop by his house to get luggage and he does not stop to get his passport. Going on an airline without 
luggage is suspicious and not having a passport straight up like he would not be let on the plane you know and james james didn't have a passport either and if he did it was getting wet because he kept going in and out of water did he have a plastic bag with his passport in it i don't understand and then like how did they get not not get seen in phoenix how like it's so sunny so like in terms of the transportation i don't know how long or how fast like their speed of running is but could they not have just ran there to phoenix yeah i mean like, I understand that some of them did get on a mm-hmm, plane. Mm-hmm. And the only logical explanation for that is that, A, they have go bags. Yeah. Or, B, they, because, like, vampires are supposed to be charming. Mm-hmm. They charmed their way out of that situation. But Edward couldn't even get out of biology class. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, clearly he's not that charming. But I'm just, I'm confused because Bella seems to think that, like, it's a drivable distance, like Phoenix to Forks. So if it's drivable, why did they have to take a plane? I get why James had to take a plane, and that's definitely to throw off his scent. Like, that made so much sense to me. But why did the Cullens take a plane? I don't know. But it was really cool to see what they were all doing when Bella was literally dying. Yeah, it was. Like, oh, they're swimming. <laughs> and then Bella's, like, bleeding out to death. Um But also getting to see that tape at the end of the book was really weird. I don't remember if you got to see it in Twilight. I don't think you did. No, you got to see James filming like him hurting Bella. But I don't think there was a conversation between them that was kind of relevant. Most of it was like, oh, I'm going to eat you or blah, blah, blah. And we did get to see Alice's Mm -hmm. kind of backstory, which Mm -hmm. was interesting. So um, side note, we did end up looking into the books that Stephanie Meyer is making, like the new ones. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be New Moon and Eclipse, which is heartbreaking. It's boring. Because I think that New Moon would have been the best book to have Edward's point of view on because it's the one that they're the most separated. Exactly. Um, and, but leaving us with the Alice kind of tidbit, I guess, of how she became she's a very fascinating human story exactly so i want that to be the two more books i feel like that's the only way that i would read it if it's anything on edward and bella again or if it's like i don't know emmett and rosalie i would just throw up in my mouth and not read it they could still do like the past where they were like first got to forks and had everything happen with the tribe and everything that'd be cool that would be cool but um I do want an Alice backstory. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that she had visions like pre-vampirism. I yeah. think that's really fun. Vampirism. <laughs> I think that's fun. Um, yeah. So kind of wrapping things up. I have an issue with the title. Okay. I get why it's called Midnight Sun because Bella is like Edward's son or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like the light in his darkness. But wouldn't a Midnight Sun just be the moon? Like doesn't the moon provide light? In the darkness. So this is going to sound really stupid. But you know how sometimes you see the, the moon <laughs> during the day? Yeah. This is the sun at night. <laughs> but, like, wouldn't the sun at night defeat the purpose of night? But this is just the sun at night. Um, I don't like <laughs> to think very hard when I'm reading books. Um, it really brings me back to English class. Um, please deconstruct the meaning behind um, the cover of the book. Speaking of which... I actually did think about the cover of the book. <laughs> yeah, the pomegranates. I feel like when I saw the pomegranates, I immediately thought of Persephone and her, you know, eating the pomegranate seeds made her 
stay in the underworld with Hades. And I love to see the parallels between Edward and Bella and then Hades and Persephone. Obviously, Edward thought that he was the bad guy and then Bella was the fair maiden that he was kind of tricking into staying with him, you know, getting her to give up her her sunlight and, and all of that um, due to his, I call them his facets of seduction. So his like appearance and his, his smell, like they're all drawing him in. And then soon enough, like she's not going to be able to leave. Um, so you went for the Percy Jackson answer. Of course. Um, <laughs> before reading the book, obviously he does bring up the Persephone stuff. He brings up pomegranates like maybe three, four times in the yeah. book, right? Um, but I thought about, you know, what is a pomegranate? Well, the word <laughs> is derived from Latin to mean seeded apple. Um, we'll get back to the seeds in a second. Um, but the apple is related to the twilight cover, in my opinion. That makes sense. Kind of. Um, I do really enjoy pomegranates. Here's where we get into the seeds. The seed to pomegranate like flavor ratio is not right. And for that reason, it's not my favorite fruit. It's it it has offended you. <laughs> it has. Um, but I. That being said, I love pomegranate. But what's your favorite fruit? Mango. But wouldn't the seed to mango ratio also offend you? But that seed is very easily extractable from the situation. I guess. Yeah. Pomegranate. It's like all seed. <laughs> <laughs> Barely any pomegranate. Alrighty, so uh, that concluded the Midnight Sun discussion. We could and probably will talk forever about this, <laughs> but we don't want to bore you guys to death. Death. Haha. <laughs> um, <laughs> so leaving you with a fun question. If you could have any power, like the vampires in Twilight, what would you want to have? Or what would you think that you would have based on your personality? Mm, fun. Um, tune in next time to hear our answers. <laughs>